0: Thank you so much for joining us on The Vantage Point. We are walking through Luke chapter 2 this holiday season, and enjoy part 2. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. In the same regions, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, There was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they hurried and found both Mary and Joseph, and the baby was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. When the eight days were completed... For his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given by the angels before he was conceived. There's a lot there in that passage of Scripture that I think we are tempted to just read over quickly. It's quite important to understand angels are significant. And I don't know if you've ever wondered, why is it that people always have to hear from angels, don't be afraid? Well, let me just make it quite simple for you. Angels were very scary, right? We think about angels as putting them on the top of our tree or perhaps like cherubims, these, these cute little things, but angels, they s- were scary. They were mighty creatures. Literally, if you don't believe me, read the book of Revelation and you'll start to understand. Or if you read in the Old Testament, you start to see these pictures of what angels looks like. They were powerful and they paled in comparison to the majesty and the might of Jesus. And so they appear to these shepherds and notice what their message is. They tell them, don't be afraid. They're about to bring the best news in the world. But notice who this news is for. Each and every one of us are sitting here for a reason. In some way, shape, form, or fashion, the gospel has been brought to us. Now for some it's been brought and we have heard it and made this decision to follow Jesus. For others, we've heard it and we've been exposed to it, but it's only possible with this message that the angel bring. The good news that I bring you is not just for the Jewish people. It is not just for chosen Israel, it is for all. And in that good news, we all sit here because the good news of Jesus coming and conquering has been brought to us. Likewise, at the end of Jesus' ministry prior to ascending, he would say, take this good news, this good news that the angel brought to the shepherds, this good news that I secured, take this good news and don't hide it for yourself, but take it to the world. Notice what the shepherds do after they receive this good news. Their urgency is to go and find this savior. But notice how they do it. They go and they find Jesus and they are glorifying God with everything they have. And they're spreading this good news. Again, we hear this all the time around this season, but perhaps this is a time for us to pause and think, do we get excited about this good news? So much so that we want to glorify God in our lives. This is a a time where we focus on his coming, but at the same time, it should be a time where we focus on obedience to the one who has come. He said, go therefore and tell everyone all the things that you have observed and seen. Baptize people in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Our mission is to be communicators and mobilizers of this good news that Jesus is who he said he was. He did what he was meant to come do And he is coming back. He is returning. Just like these shepherds, we are to be excited with this. Entering in conversations with joy, with people that need this good news. You know, oftentimes when we think about sharing the gospel, there are a couple things that pop up in our minds that stop us. Fear is the big one. The second one is is probably lack of information. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. A third one is rejection, right? If you get over the fear of your own nerves, you get over the fear of, I don't know what to say, then it's like, man, I don't wanna be rejected. I don't wanna ruin a friendship. Hear me when I say this. Not every interaction you have where you talk about Jesus has to be a full on gospel conversation. Scripture is very clear. There are those who plant seeds, there are those who water, and there are those who see the produce pop out of the soil and they see the fruit. Perhaps your call is to be one of those positions. Planting a seed can be something as simple as talking to someone and bringing up God, saying, hey, do you all celebrate Christmas? It's a super easy question. Why do you all celebrate Christmas? What does your Christmas look like? That's an easy end to just have that gospel conversation. And then their answer leads you into a deeper conversation where you can say, hey, let me share why we celebrate Christmas or let me share what we look forward to most around this time of year. Pastor Ron has said it the past three weeks and it it bids me repeating, more at this season are people receptive to hearing the message of the gospel and more receptive and provided the means for us to, to talk about the gospel. Because the world focuses on whether they want to or not, the coming of the king. Now it may be diluted in many different ways, but, but it's still there. I love how, how this ends. Verse 20, it says, the shepherds returned. So they go and they exalt, they, they, they praise God, they're excited, they're giving him glory, they're telling people. And verse 20, it says, they returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard which were just as they told. They went back to life. They didn't stay at the feet of Jesus. They went back to everyday life knowing that they had just seen the Savior and the Lord. And again, I think we skip over this. But what do we do in our everyday life? How do we practically glorify and praise God in our every single day? These shepherds are pretty amazing, but they were just normal people. And they don't have what we have. We know how the book ends. We know how the story unfolds.